Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, well, uh, we are in a message series that we have called Versus. And what we do, oh, see why I don't have water up here anymore? <laughs> we're in a message series called Versus. And what we, we started last week, and what we're, what we're doing is we're talking about the very extreme version of religion versus the very extreme version of spirituality. Right, so last week we talked about, if you missed last week, it's no worries, you can catch up on the podcast or YouTube or whatever. And uh, what we talked about is looking at the difference between those two and understanding and acknowledging and addressing the, the bias that we might be bringing to those words, right? If you grew up in a very strict religious home and you hear the word religion, that might bring about different things in your mind than someone else who ha didn't have a strict religious home growing up. And so what, I, what we want to do with this series, and this is going to be a big spoiler alert if you don't show up for the rest of the series, what we're talking about is it's not really religion versus spirituality, and you have to choose which one, right? If you want to grow your faith, let's say you're here today because you want to grow your faith. You want to take steps in your faith. And so maybe you think, okay, should I, should I be, am I a religious person or am I a spiritual person? Because sometimes, when, if, if we're not careful, those things can become polar opposites. I mean, that's kind of how we think in, in a lot of different things in our life. Am I this or am I that? And what I want to do with this series is show how it's the best parts of both of those, of religion and spirituality, that can really help us, set, it can really set us up for growth in our faith. So I want to share with you uh, kind of a story. Um, I, uh, does anybody like to play board games at home? Has anybody played a board game before? Does anybody know what board game means? Okay, got some hands up. I used to be, uh, well, depending on who you ask, I might still be, but I used to be so little fun, zero fun to play board games with because the only objective, if we we're going to play a board game, was to win. And I would, I would just, whatever it took to win. And if I didn't win, you, I was just a grump and just no fun. So it was, you know, if, if, if someone was like, let's play a board game, well, as long as Dom is not playing, then maybe we can play the board game. Because here's what I would do. Tell me if you know someone like this. You get the board game out and... People are setting up the pieces, and you have one person who's like, okay, let's look at the rules here. And they spend five minutes reading the rules, memorizing the rules, putting them in their phone, you know, tattooing them on their body. You know, okay, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And for the entirety of the game, they're calling out every single time you break the rules. Anybody know somebody like that? Is anybody that person? No, no, brave. Okay, one, yeah, okay, couple. Yeah, I am. I mean, I was. I'm recovering. So you have that person who's like, okay, all right, here we go. You're going to, you know, stop the game for the, we were having fun until Rules McGee came out and told us what we're doing wrong. But on the other side, you know, who also is not fun to play with is the person, tell, tell me if you're, if you're this person, well, don't raise your hand, just tell me if you know someone <laughs> like this. The other person who you'll do something in the game and somebody will be like, ooh, actually, I don't know if we told you, but we have a house rule uh, where uh, I, I'm allowed to do that. Does anybody know someone like that? It's a house rule. I forgot to tell you at the beginning of the game. So you have the rule person like, all right, we're starting over. Tell me all the house rules so I can tattoo those on my body, and now we know for sure how to play. 
My point is, is that each of these people, I don't know who you'd want to play with less. The person who is too much about the rules or the person over here who says, yeah, at any point I can just do whatever I want. How, do you, how are you supposed to play a board game if, if there's no fun because someone's telling you the rules all the time and when you break them and, and there's no room for you to make a mistake because the rules, you know, boom, boom, boom. Or this person over here who, as you're playing the game, it changes as you're going. You never know how to win or who's going to win because it seems like whoever's making the house rules can just do whatever they want and they're going to win no matter what. And these are the extremes, at least, at least that I see or that I can maybe address when it comes to this religion, the far side of religion. When I talk about religion, I don't, I'm not talking about the healthy religion, okay? I'm talking about religion in the sense of this extreme side. And we talk about religion versus spirituality, like I was saying at the beginning, I'm talking about the extreme side. And so what I want to do today is I want to look at a particular verse. We like to look at the Bible each week, see if the Bible addresses or speaks to some of the things that we deal with or, 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 or think through. Bible is a great way to get insight into your faith. Even if you don't come to church or anything like that, the Bible is such a good way to just get a, get a little glimpse of how to, how to dig into and build your faith. So I want to look at some today. I want to look at the book of John. And if you're not familiar with the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are four. They're called gospels. They're kind of accounts of Jesus on earth and the things that he would do, the miracles he was a part of, the, the teaching. A lot of the teachings that we have uh, come from the four gospels. And this particular story here, we come upon Jesus, he's talking to this woman, and they get into this discussion. He's hanging out, uh, his, his, uh, his, his disciples, his boys, his crew, they go, they're going to get something to eat, and Jesus says, I'll just sit here and hang out. So he's sitting here at this well, and as he's sitting there, a woman comes up, and she's going to get water from the well, and they enter into a conversation. I'm giving you the real short Cliff Notes is Cliff Notes even still a thing? Does that date me? Does anybody know? Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes that's the way it goes. Uh, I'm giving you the chat GPT version of this story. Whoa, this guy is up to date. And so they're talking, they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, she's coming to get water, and Jesus says, you know, uh, if you really knew who I am, you would ask me for living water. Uh, you know, Jesus just never say, saying something straight, just giving people riddles to figure out, you know. And, and so she's like, okay, well, tell me this living water. And he goes, well, why don't you go get your husband? And she's like, I don't have a husband. And he's like, you're right, you don't have a husband. You've had five husbands, though, and the man you're living with now isn't your husband. And this is where we pick up. She's like, you are a prophet. How did you know that? But watch how quickly she turns. As soon as, and, and maybe some of us are like this, right? Where, where as soon as we find someone who we think might be an expert in something that we're not sure if we have a question about, watch this. We're going to pick up right in that. She says, you are a prophet. So tell me this. Since you're such a prophet, tell me this. This is freaking me out. Why do our fathers worship God on this nearby mountain, but your people teach that Jerusalem is the place that we must worship, right? As soon as she sees that he's a prophet and she, and she knows that he's Jewish, I have a question. Our fathers say this, we should worship here. You say we should worship here. So who is right? Jesus responded, believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you will worship the father, neither on a mountain nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. It's a straightforward question. Here or there? 
What are the rules? Do I need to do it here or do I need to do it there? Okay, let's give them. You people don't really know the one they worship, but we Jews worship out of our experience, for it's for the, from the Jews that salvation is available. From now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with a right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and truth. From now on, okay, I think I messed this up. Let's stop right there. From now on, worshiping the Father. Sometimes when I copy and paste from Bible.com, it doesn't do the best for me. So, But focus on that. From, from now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. How often are we focused on the rules? How often are we over here saying, is it this or this? How often do we say, okay, I, I, I'm supposed to go to church, right? Is there, is there a little bit of guilt in you when you don't show up on a Sunday? So many times, people, if, if I see them uh, outside of a Sunday, I see them around town or whatever, one of the first things they say, hey, Dom, sorry I haven't been to church lately. And I'm like, yeah, we have been taking attendance and we noticed. <laughs> uh, this is your eighth Sunday missing, just so you know. Right? Isn't that a little bit? I mean, I, I, I know that I used to feel that way. I still feel that way. And I think that's a little bit of that, that extreme side of religion, right? Because I'm supposed to do that. You're supposed to go to church every Sunday. You're supposed to give money to the church all the time. You're supposed to volunteer uh, for your local charity or your church. You're supposed to. You're supposed to do these things. Does anybody go through like a, 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 an emotional crisis when they're driving up to a stoplight and they see somebody there that is going to ask for money at the stoplight? You like pretend that you don't see them and you're like looking over here. Is that just me? You're like, ah, oh, I was going to do something over here to, on the right side of the car or whatever. Not all the time. That's a joke. But you feel like, okay, am I supposed to give a homeless person money? Am I supposed to uh, encourage them? Am I supposed? And we have all these supposed tos in our head. And if we're not careful, those supposed tos can turn into shoulds, and now we are stuck. We did, a, we did a series a few months back called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, and we talked about the danger of putting should in your vocabulary. Because when we say we should do something, we, 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 we get ourselves stuck. Because if we do what we say we should do, we feel controlled by ourselves. And if we don't do what we say we should do, we are driven by guilt. And the, and the dangerous side, this far side, this extreme side of religion is very much driven by guilt. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. So let's, let's insert those ideas into what Jesus said. Let's say we, we're, this, we're this woman. Let's say we're this person, and we get to have a conversation with Jesus. He tells us something about our life, and we, and we, were, we were excited to hear that he is a prophet and say, okay, Jesus, I have a question for you. Should I, do I have to go to church every Sunday or not? What would Jesus say? Maybe he would say, it's not really about where you are on Sunday but where your heart is. So, okay, Jesus, am I supposed to give money to the church? Because if you talk to any pastor or any person in church or whatever it is, some people will tell you you are supposed to give. What would Jesus say? Maybe he would say, it doesn't matter if you give or if you don't. 
but it matters where your heart is. That's the power of what Jesus brought. That's the perspective that Jesus brought. When he, when he was asked a simple, straightforward question of are we supposed to do this, are we supposed to do that, what an easy question to answer too. What an easy question to answer, especially because he was Jewish. He would, it, would, it would be such an easy question to answer for him to say, oh, it's in Jerusalem where our people are. That is the proper place. But even this woman he has never met before, who was looking for a direct answer from him and probably would have listened to anything he said, I, I, I feel like Jesus is like, what an opportunity. What an opportunity I have here to help someone grow their faith, not to further entrench them in the idea of religion. Because it's not the either extreme, right? It's not the extreme of this is where you should go, and it's not the other extreme either, where Jesus is like, do whatever you want. It's not the extreme of be wherever you want, because it's, it's, uh, it's um, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, malicious compliance. Anybody heard that term before, malicious compliance? Don't worry, I'm about to tell you what it is. Malicious compliance is if I say, um, oh, this is, I should have thought this through before. I didn't know I was speaking today. <laughs> Malicious compliance is when you ask someone to do something and they do exactly that, right? Hey, I need you to work four hours today. So at three hours and 59 minutes and 59 seconds, clock out. Even if you're not done with the project you're working on, that is, I will do exactly what you said exactly what you said. And so what, 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 we're, what we're not trying to do is pull from this story here. What we're not trying to do is take what Jesus is saying and say, okay, well, it doesn't matter where I am. I can be wherever I want and do whatever I want. Yes, you can, but that's not the end of the thought. The end of the thought is it's not about where you are, but it's about where your heart is. That is the continual work. And I'll tell you what, it is a lot more work to continuously work on your heart than it is to just show up somewhere on a Sunday. You could probably put your headphones in and listen to five minutes of the Bible every day. That's easy. It's a lot more work to dig into your heart and grow your faith that way. So what's interesting is that Jesus could have given a simple answer, but he knew, he knew that this is not a simple question. It maybe seemed like a simple question, but what was behind the question? I wrote a couple things down that uh, I wanted to share with, uh, with y'all. I'm gonna have it on the screen here. Faith is less about being in the right place and more about the right heart. In the same way Jesus, I mean, I, I, just, I just plagiarized Jesus here. Your faith, the growth in your faith is less about being in the right place. Do you have to be at church on Sunday? No. Do you have to give to, the, to your local church or your charity? No. You don't have to do anything. That is the power of what Jesus brought. Because the religion that Jesus grew up in, there are a lot of have-tos. There are a lot of supposed-tos. And maybe the Christianity that you grew up in, I don't, you know, whatever church you went to growing up or whatever, maybe there were a lot of supposed tos and a lot of have tos. 
So this perspective that Jesus brings, he says, you don't have to do anything. But the challenge is, is to work on your heart. And that is difficult. That is difficult. Because for a rule follower like me, I feel like, well, just tell me the rules and I'll follow the rules. I will do exactly that. <laughs> I'm supposed to be at church every Sunday. Watch me be at church every Sunday. I don't have to like it. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to do anything there. I'm going to eat all of their cinnamon rolls and all of their kolaches. I dare you. All right, I wrote this down too. I want you guys to, to read this with me. Religion can guide us. Religion can guide us while spirituality gives us room for mistakes along the way. If we are playing the board game of life, okay, not the actual board game of life, which is actually banned in our family. Uh, we played the game of life one time, the board game of life, me, uh, my wife, and my son, and we all were so, we resented each other so much after the game. It was one time we played, we were like, let's never play this game again. So, but not the board game of life. If you and I are playing the game of life, we have religion over here that can maybe give us the rules, and we have spirituality over here that says do whatever you want. What if we let religion guide us and we brought in spirituality to make room for the mistakes that we are going to make along the way because we will make mistakes along the way. But this extreme side of religion, there's no room for mistakes. There's no room for it. Here's the rules. Follow the rules. Do what you're supposed to do. Last thing I wrote down for you is this. God wants us to focus on our heart, not on what we do, not on what we do. And maybe you're a person who already knows this or already feels this way or kind of, you know, you don't, ha you don't, have, you don't have an issue with what you're supposed to do and what, you're ha what you have to do. And that is a great place to be in your faith. What I need for you to do then is share this freedom that you have in your faith, this choice that you bring to your faith all the time. We talk about choice a lot at the heart. Choice is one of our core values. It drives so much of what we do. It drives so much of what Jesus did. That's what he's telling this woman is he's offering choice, putting choice in. And that was such a wild, fresh, scandalous perspective to bring to religion in Jesus' time. That you had the choice to grow your faith. Because no one can tell you what you need to do in your heart. Right? I can tell you rules that would be good for you to follow. I can tell you what you should do. I can tell you what you're supposed to do. But if where the work that you need to be done is in your heart, I can't, I can't do that for you. We can be guided along the way. Right? We can be guided along the way. Like We can talk about journeys, or a journey of faith or steps in a journey of faith. Maybe a step in your faith is getting baptized. That is a, that's a guidepost along the journey of faith. Maybe it is giving for the first time. Maybe it's coming to church for the first time. Maybe it's uh, volunteering to serve for the first time. These are steps along the journey of faith that can guide us. But spirituality is what gives us the room along the way. I was talking with the team this week. We were talking about this particular, this particular message and what we're supposed to do versus what we want to do. And has anybody ever 
walked a 5K or ran a 5K? Put your hand up, please. Okay. Does, anybody, does everybody know what a 5K is? Okay. A 5K is when you sign up and you wake up earlier than you want to on a Saturday. <laughs> and you wish you hadn't signed up for it. Right, 5K is an organized race. We're all going to get together and we're going to race. Now, you can get up and anytime you want, go run 3.1 miles and you have done a 5K. You can do that whenever you want. So why do you have to do it on 5K race day on that Saturday morning? We don't have to. You chose to. Because you can run a 5K whenever you want, and you can do that as many times as you want. But on 5K race day, what are you looking for as you're running or as you're walking? Where am I supposed to go? Right? We, uh, uh, every, uh, every December here in San Marcos, there's a Jingle Bell 5K. Shout out to Sights and Sounds if you've never been. And I went and helped, helped uh, get ready uh, for the race. And the way I helped was I had a bunch of signs, and I had to put signs along the road so people would know where to go. Was I telling people where to go? No. I was simply saying, if you want to finish the race with us at the end, this is the way to go. <laughs> if you want to be with all of us along the way, this is the path we're going on. You can take a left there on San Antonio Street. You can do whatever you want. You don't, even have, you don't have to wear the shirt we're all wearing. You can be your own person. But for us to be in this together, here's the guide along the way. And so when I talk about the extremes of religion and the extremes of spirituality, we're over here, we're all about the rules. No room for mistakes. You should have known that. You're supposed to do this. You have to do this. And then over here on this extreme, we're like, actually, you can just do whatever you want, whenever you want, all the time. You could make an argument that this is a good way of looking at things because you're never stuck and you're never told what to do. And I could also make an argument that this is a good way of looking at things because you always know where you stand. <laughs> you always know the right thing to do. But the mess and the gray and the middle of that is, in my opinion, what Jesus was introducing, not just in this verse, but in his life and his perspective was we do want to be guided. We can be guided. But that doesn't mean that we don't make room for mistakes along the way. And that's what we get to do when we work on our heart. It's easier to tell you the rules. It's easy. And it's easier to follow rules. It's more difficult, and the work starts when we work on our heart. And that is where we grow our faith. That's what I want for you. I want your faith to grow. I don't want your faith to be stuck where it is. I want your faith to grow. I hope that your faith can grow through this, no matter where you are on that journey. If you could, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. I want to pray for us. I don't know where you stand on when it comes to religion or spirituality, and maybe you don't have a rough past with either of those words. And 
whether you do or you don't, I still want for you a challenge for you. It's never to worry about, am I, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing I'm supposed to say? Is this the right thing I'm supposed to do? Instead of supposed tos and have tos, I want you to check in with yourself. Is my heart where I want it to be? Is my heart where I want it to be? And if it's not, that is not, a, that is not a trigger for condemnation, right? That is not a trigger for you should do better. Checking in with yourself and is my heart where it needs to be, that lets you know where you can grow. That lets you know where you can take steps in your faith. The best way to grow your faith is to know where your faith is at today. That's the hard work. The rules are easy. Doing whatever you want is easy. It's right there in the middle where we allow ourselves to be guided, but allow ourselves the grace to make mistakes. Because you know who offers grace to make mistakes is God. And I want that for you. I want that for you and for your faith. So with your eyes closed, your heads bowed, let's pray. God, we are grateful. We are grateful that you make room for our mistakes. We are grateful that your love for us does not depend on us following any rules, that your love for us does not depend on anything, that your grace is enough for us. God, I pray that we wouldn't get stuck in the rules, that we would allow ourselves to, to see our heart for where it really is, and you would give us the bravery to make steps to grow our faith by working on our heart. So we thank you for that. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.